Welcome to the Carpe Diem Podcast with Matt and Jared. I'm Matt. And I'm Jared. And it's a great day to seize the day. All right, Matt. What's been on your mind? Well, you know, I saw a Facebook post this morning. Uh, This guy said that he believed that voter ID should be in place, and he didn't understand why when everybody had to have, you have to have an ID for everything. Uh, whether you're buying cigarettes, buying beer, if you're purchasing a gun, it, it don't matter what you're doing, you have to have an ID. If, if you know, to get into places, a club, or to get into a bar, you know, a lot of times you have to have an ID. And um, and people have these IDs. And, and, and he didn't understand why you needed, to, you needed to have one. And on the comment section, which there was hundreds of comments on this on this guy's post from both sides but the one that really struck me that I that I read was from a lawyer a local lawyer here who had commented and said that voting is a constitutional right and so therefore you shouldn't need an ID because it is a constitutional right that is that is guaranteed by the constitution for everyone um that's over the age of 18 not a felon stuff like that so the example that he used actually is what made me change my mind because I've always been very pro voter ID because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm very moderate in a lot of senses, um, politically spectrum views, but you know, I've really just, just wanted that ID because I want people to know who's voting and who's not. Um, here locally, you know, we had a problem with voter ID stuff that happened here in our local county in North Carolina. But um, now, I hate to cut you off like this, but would you say that it's more so you could keep track of you're not getting duplicate duplicates votes? and 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 uh, people that maybe are in jail or felons that can't vote? You know that those people are are able to come in and vote for somebody that's not who they are, you know, is, yeah. is what the whole, and that's what my view has always been is that, you know, to guarantee that your vote matters, you know, uh, because you hear stories of all kinds of stuff, but you know, one of the stories that was big this past election was, and it was people posting on Facebook that they went to early voting to vote and people, when they got there, they had already voted and they hadn't actually went and voted, you know? And so, you know, that's scary to think that they'd already voted. So they had to do a provisional vote, which then doesn't count until they investigate the case to see if they'd already voted or not, you know, uh, because they have your name. And uh, I know that you're not a big voter, so you you haven't voted a whole lot. Well, in I, and my whole point is the whole voting system. I just don't like the voting system. Personally, I would rather them send me a sheet of paper in the mail with a personal pen, and then I go online to their website and, you know, there's no like that's it you have to have that pen in order to vote yeah i mean you know like i just don't like the fact that you never know what's gonna happen yeah well and it don't matter even if you had a pen i mean if my grandmother that passed away this year or last year um you know if somebody would have got her pen yeah just went in her mailbox and just you, you know what i mean and got it then you get the same thing but but the the whole point going back to to the original what we were talking about was that the example that he used 
kind of made me threw me for a loop, you know, because I've I've always been that way. I've always been like, yes, we most definitely need voter ID. And and when I say voter ID, I'm not talking about you got to have a driver's license or you got to have a state issued ID. You know, even going when you go to register to vote or going down to the to the place or or sending them a letter or email or something like that and they uh North Carolina they when they had that the voter ID law you could email them or send them a letter and they would send you a voter ID card. So literally that's what it's for saying, Hey, I'm registered to vote. You know, my name is this, this is me. You know, it didn't have a picture on it, nothing. It was just that card, which was legally accepted. And they also accepted military. I mean, there was a whole list of stuff and I don't remember all of them, but it wasn't just an ID as in a driver's license. You got to have a driver's license to vote. And so that's why, that's why I was always for it because they had so many options you know, that would qualify as an ID right? To, in order to vote. Now, I now, because I've never voted, like, formally, you know, um, how does that work? When they check your ID, do they literally scan it like they do at a gas station to verify the... Every time that I've ever voted, it's been held up in court. Um, or... Um, it wasn't a law at the time, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like this last election, for example, um, or actually it was two years ago, uh, during the, the, um, 2018, uh, mid-year stuff, the law in North Carolina was in effect, but, um, it was held up in court because they were battling it in court saying that it was unconstitutional to allow to, to require voter ID. So since it was held up in court, they didn't, uh, didn't require it. So literally you walk in and, and like I said, this is North Carolina. Anybody that's listening that is in a different state, they all vary. As we know from this past election, every state has their own election laws and the way that they handle elections and everything. So th- this is North Carolina that we're talking about, but you literally walk in and you tell them your name and then they have a binder in our county here anyway, the way they do it is that there's a binder and they go to that, the last letter of the letter of your last name. So they would go to that letter and then you would tell them your name and they would ask you your address. You would tell, I told them the address and there's a little sticker, a little barcode sticker beside your name. And they remove that and put it on your ballot that you're, that you're casting. And once that barcode is gone from the book, you have voted. So if you voted early, for example, your barcode wouldn't be there on election day. day. Or if you went on a different day to vote, you know, your barcode would not be there. So therefore you had already voted. Do you see what I'm saying? I feel like it's a very smart system like to do that, but I also feel like with a binder and, and how big the county like is in perspective, like it's kind of old-fashioned in a way exactly you know and and the county that we live in is is old-fashioned i mean there's a lot of stuff here that we will probably get into at some point that is you know years behind (laughs) other other counties even in our region you know but it's just funny to me that with this post that this guy was posting about the example he used though is what really got me thinking going back to this because he used uh the second amendment right of keeping and bearing arms as an example as to why you don't need to have ID to vote because his example was that you don't have to have an ID to exchange firearms. And by, by that, he means that if I was a convicted felon, 
and you were not, you can purchase weapons. I can not purchase weapons, right? So you go and buy a gun. You decide you don't like it. I come to you and say, hey, I want to buy that gun. You say, um, you say, okay, and you sell it to me. Well, I get caught by the police. Now I'm convicted and charged or whatever of possessing possession of a firearm by felon. You do not get anything because you sold me the weapon because that is your constitutional right, you know, to keep and bear arms and to sell them basically as you please. Now, there is some stipulations in there in North Carolina anyway about having to have a background check on certain weapons and stuff. You, you know what I mean? Um, Honestly, I'm a little taken back right now because I didn't know that the law was like that, you know, and, and I hate to because I know we were mainly focused on voting right now. Yeah. But the fact that you can sell guns as you please from commoner to commoner just doesn't seem I mean, I get it, you yeah. know, because most... well, you're, you're supposed to have, um, a background check, but, uh, but if I just wanted to sell anybody, a gun to someone on the street, I you could, could, you could sell and what's the, do I have to sign a piece of paper with the mm -hmm. serial number of the gun on it? Have to, no. So what if I, I mean, I just don't understand that because what if I kill someone with the gun mm -hmm. and then I sell it to someone or if I don't even, if I just tell the cops that I sold it, you know what I mean? Yeah. When they come look, I mean, how does that, that's where, that's where that. you would get, that's where you could potentially get in trouble because whoever buys the gun originally knew this documented. All right. And every gun that is sold has a bullet, you know, a, a signature, a signature and uh, that is stored in a national database. Okay. So by the manufacturer. And the, now what is that signature? It, is it the way that the pen Yeah, it's the... all de depends on... No, it's all more on the the rifling of the barrel. Oh, okay. Um, so everyone, they say, is unique. I don't really know a lot about that. But and they that say that shows everyone's... shows on the shell casing? No, it shows on the bullet itself. So, oh, like, okay. if the bullet is lodged in you or in the wall or whatever, they should be able to pull that out and get the markings off of it. Right. And then they will test another gun, you know, test a gun and see if they match up. Okay. And there's a percentage or whatever that has to be correct or something like that. I, I'm not a, I'm not an investigator. Yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about it. But right there. <laughs> I, I just know that that's like the case of it. But if, if you committed a crime, I'd bought the gun new. You created a, did a crime with the said gun. Then, you know, they would. The, they would go to the manufacturer and say, or you know, and say, okay. You know, here's the rifling. You know, who owned this gun? Right. You know, and then that company that pretty much narrowed could say, it down, right? I bought it. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's registered under my name. They come to me and I say, Well, I sold it to this guy. Well, they may not ask for no paperwork right then, but I think that they could come back. I'm not 100%. I, I hate to say something that's not true, but I, I think that then they could come and, and say, Well, you didn't have the paperwork. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't have the right paperwork. He didn't have a gun permit, so you sold it to him illegally. Well, because a handgun because, like, because a handgun is different than a long rifle. You don't have to have any kind of paperwork for a, a rifle or a shotgun. As long as you're over the age of 18, you can purchase it with a simple FBI background check. Huh. And you don't have to have like a physical documentation, and that includes like any rifle, which we get into another time about assault with rifle a handgun, or not assault you rifle. You have but. to have. In North Physical Carolina, certification. in North Carolina, you have to have a permit, which is issued by your local sheriff. Um, the, they do a background check on you and check for any mental, you know, instabilities or whatever. Okay. But um, but that's that's the way the gun, 
the gun side of it from the best of my understanding and you know I'm I'm a uh I have a few a few weapons you know and, and an avid you know second amendment supporter yeah but um when the guy posted that about the whole you know needed you know it was a constitutional right so you didn't necessarily have to have you know a voter ID I mean, it really made me think you know and and that's what this whole podcast is supposed to do is to make people think. Yeah, know? exactly. And 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 it made me think. So I thought, well, maybe that would be a good thing to talk about. Um, you know how that voter ID relates. You know because I mean they say it's targets minorities to not do that, but I I don't understand that, and I would like to know how. You know, I mean, if you know anything about about how voter ID targets minorities. I don't. I don't understand that. Do you know anything? I or? wish I could, but when you first um, mentioned at the beginning, you were talking about um, any ID would work pretty much. You know, yeah. government ID, passport, whatever you had. Um, I feel like there's a, a like a slight percentage of the population that doesn't have any kind of ID yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if they would be a minority group or you know what. Or you could have forgot your ID. You know, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you could have left it or lost it, or you, yeah. you know what I mean, and then all of a sudden you lose your right to vote because, right? See, I mean, I can see that, I can understand that, but that's also why they have provisional voting. You know, yeah, where you put your vote in, but until you bring your ID back or get an ID back from the state or get one from the <laughs> election board, you know, right. it's doesn't a provi- it doesn't until count until then, and that's why you have all those days after actual election. Right. to get those votes in, you know, and certified. I don't know. That's very, it's a very complex system t- topic. And uh, I don't I know enough about how, because say if someone comes into the country um, without proper, uh, like, paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. uh, illegally, if you will, um, are those people eligible to vote? I would say no. They are not. Until they have... Until they have citizenship, citizenship, right? Because there's plenty of people that are here legally that are on visas, that are work visas, right? You know, they're they're here for that reason to work. Yeah. You know, and and they're legally here to work. It's green card. You hear about that a lot. You know, uh, I got my green card. You know, or whatever. People's got the green card. That's what that is. Is a work visa. You know, they're here legally. I mean, it's not illegally, but they. I don't think that they should be able to vote. You well, know, no, because they're not a citizen say. of this country. Exactly. They're just here on a, you know, that's exactly. like if I went to Sweden on a on a work visa or however you will, I wouldn't vote for yeah. Sweden's, you know, exactly. six months. If I was there for six months, two years, exactly. like I wouldn't vote for in their country, you know. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people, though, that, that believe that anybody should be able to vote as if they're living here, you know. I mean, I get that. Because like, there's people that live view. here. There's actors that live here. That are not citizens of the United States. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's other than actors, but actors and singers and songwriters and stuff are just more mainstream than the, your average person that's yeah. that's that's here. But they're on like long-term visas. They're not citizens of this country. They're citizens of Canada. Right. You know, or stuff like that, where we have that open border policy. Yeah. So, you know, they're not voting in our elections either because there was some. I don't remember who it was, but they voted in the in the 2020 election. For the first time, he was like a celebrity, but he was from Canada, and I can't remember who it was, but it was the first one he'd ever voted in, because he, after 2016, he went and got registered 
and became a citizen. Okay. So that he could vote. Yeah. You know? And that was the only reason he did was because of Trump running and all that, you know. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want Trump to be back in office again, so he went and got registered, which, hey, I'm all for people registering. You know, the more voices, I mean, that's the voice of America is voting. And I feel like a lot of people did that. Um, and I was pretty close to, like, coming out. But, you know, and that's that's a big reason why I haven't voted yet is I want it, and I hate to be like a fucking 16 year old girl. Like I want my first time to be special. You know what I mean? Like I I want it to be somebody that I truly want to be my president. And I think we'll leave the country better than they found it. And so far I haven't, I haven't seen one and it hasn't, it also has proven true. Like, you know, the country has just progressively gone downhill in my opinion. Yeah. Um, since I've been legal to vote. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, but I see it more of as that's my, constitutional duty to even if I don't like the person I mean and you hate to say this but you're picking the worst of or the best of the two evils you know or or whatever the saying is you know and see I just can't vibe with that and I I don't like that idea of it and and I hate the two party system I mean I I really do you know Um, because I think there's a lot of people out there that would be really good presidents right you know but they'll never be president because they might not see with the exactly with the hard left, you know, or the hard right, like what the way we are right now. And they're the you know, two groups. And if you don't have either of those groups backing, I mean, you don't yeah, have much of a shot exactly. at winning. You know? You're just going to pull from somebody else. Yeah. So it's just like um, and Ross Perot that ran, you know, uh, he pulled votes from George W. or George Sr., Bush Sr. Right. You know, he pulled votes from him for Clinton to win, you know, basically yeah. is the way that worked out because he was a conservative, more conservative. He ran on a, as an independent because he had the money to do that, you know, and could afford right. to. And so he ran, which pulled con- some conservative votes, which, cause they didn't like Bush and didn't like what he had done. So they voted for Ross Perot. And so Bill Clinton won. Now, not saying that's why he won. I mean, he might've won fair and square either way, you know, but, but it didn't hurt. It didn't help Bush that what Ross Perot was winning right. was running as well. And I feel like there's so much shysty stuff that goes on when it comes to pulling votes, you know, and and swaying people to to support your cause and oh yeah and everything like that. There's just a lot of well, yeah, yeah, the because opposite there's, of transparency. I don't know. What well, and there's be. organizations out there that you know. People donate millions and millions of dollars to that goes directly to one party or the other, you know. Right. You you, you know what I mean? And, and that one party is going to support their yeah cause their, in us and exactly for the, exactly it's all po- paid for bought and paid for politicians. Is that the definition of lobbying? Lobbyists? Kinda. Yeah. I'm for for some extent. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I'm not a lobbyist, so I don't I don't really know how that works exactly but it just i feel like you just got to have common sense sometimes on some stuff you know i mean we've talked about this before and that's kind of the reason why we decided to start a podcast was because we're talking about this stuff and we're like dude it's just common sense on a lot of stuff you know you don't yeah, have to be hard one way or hard the other complex you know and it, it it currently is but it doesn't have to be that way but it but I think as human beings, we are complex, which makes every situation that we're going to encounter complex because everyone's opinions is formed from their environments in which they grew up in, 
you know, and the experiences that they've been through. Like ever, all of that molds you into who you are. And if and no, no two people have the same experiences throughout life, you know. Oh yeah. Which you can have similar views, but I think a lot of those views are influenced because a lot of people need people to think for them because they can't think for themselves. You know what I mean? But why can they not think for themselves? It's just easier to have someone tell you what you need. You know, I mean, that's why marketing is such a, a huge success because, you know, like Steve Jobs, like he didn't listen to people. He told people what they needed, you know, told people what they wanted in an iPhone and in the MacBook. Like that's what his whole scheme was. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that applies to a lot. I mean, you, you just mainstream media, you tell people what you think they should hear. And then that's just the end of the road there. You yeah, know? And, and they have it down to a science now on all that you know i mean you can do that by talking about something like you know me and my wife were sitting and talking about dog food or you know cat food one day and at the time we got cats now but we didn't have cats you know at the time and all right. of a sudden on facebook and google and stuff this ad start popping up for cat food yeah. I'm like this daggone phone's listening to me it is. you know it is. And, and and that's targeted advertising i mean when i work but is that my, such a bad thing like that it's listening to you I don't think so. I mean, uh, I, th I feel I, like a lot of people see harm in it. They don't like the, they don't like feeling like, it's like being big brother. Spied. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. Big brother, 1984. Big but at brother. the same time, what are you afraid? Are you afraid of your phone personalizing your experience for you? Which is exactly what that is. You know, it's just showing you things that you might be interested in. You know, I mean, it's the same as, um, like Google, you know, how Google works. It shows you what you want to see first, you know? I think the scary part is, is, and I hope in my lifetime or my kids or grandkids lifetimes that they never see this, but is if you're having conversations about sensitive subjects that in the future I could see them cause I, and I don't know nearly enough about how that all works and everything, but I know there's keywords and stuff like that, that you look for and, and that it, it, it hears that keyword and that's how it picks up on it and stuff like that. And that I feel like that the government could put keywords into a system that if they hear you talking about, you know, you know, overthrowing or so, which wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm, I'm not saying that that's bad. What I'm saying is that's what scares me is that when the government gets their hands in it. Yeah. You know, like I get that, like it. It, it, it's not, it's like the Patriot Act, you know, basically letting people tap, tap people's phones and not telling them about it and not having a warrant. And I mean, you know, that's yeah. scary stuff, you know, because that's invasion. Seen, and they fought that case for so long though, you yeah. know, trying to throw it under the bus almost like it wasn't illegal, yeah. but it definitely was. And yeah. they proved that after yeah. a long awaited battle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's what scares me yeah. about it is that, the government is this ultimate, and it don't matter what country you're in. I mean, the government of whatever country is the one that ultimately says what goes on, you know? Yeah. And so, in order to win these government, because the government pays the best, you know? I mean, everybody talks about, oh, he's got a government job. He's got the best benefits. He's got a government job, you know? I mean, everybody knows that the government pays the best, and the same thing goes, just like this bridge that they're replacing down the road, uh, on my road. You know, it was a half a million dollar contract for that little tiny bridge. The, I mean, the bridge is small. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't it's, even have rails. Yeah, it doesn't right? even have <laughs> side rails. It, 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 
I mean, I don't, it's a, it's not even a creek. It's a branch, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's the start of a stream right there, you know, and, and the water only gets over the bridge when uh, a massive, a massive <laughs> yeah. like, like when that hurricane came through and we had like 20 inches of rain that, I mean, it was over the brick Creek, but guess what? You waited two hours and it was gone. Cause it's the, at the start of it. Yeah. You know? So, and, and there's half a million dollars. Yeah. To replace, I could build a bridge and drive a tractor trailer across of it for a hundred thousand dollars, and still make seventy five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I'm just like, you know, government pays these high jobs. So if Google or whichever domain, Google, Bing, whatever, Facebook, put in the, you know, the government said, hey, look, we'll give you X number of dollars. If you will tell us anytime you hear people talking about this, you no. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But. And that dollar, I mean, people do anything for a dollar. Oh, for I sure. Mean, and, and so that dollar will will convince them to do it, even though they may morally not agree with it. You know that I mean, that money talks. That, that dollar, they're going to be people. like, man, you know, I can make billions of dollars from the government just by telling them anytime something like this happens, and I feel like that's what scares me about it. The, your phone listening to you. Same reason I don't have an Alexa or anything like that in my house. Yeah. Even though that does the exact same thing as an Alexa. You yeah. know, that's the reason why I don't have one. We had one. You know, we had one at a Christmas. Somebody gave us one as a Christmas gift. Yeah. We plugged it in, and, and then it started talking randomly one day, and I was like, eh, unplug that joker. Because, yeah. you know, I was like, no, nah, I can't But see, can't here's my, my thought on, especially, like, smart homes and Alexas and stuff like that. Um these companies want to profit off of making people's lives more convenient. You know, just like the ring doorbell. It, you know, somebody rings the doorbell or it senses motion, it's going to start videoing. That's not to invade on your privacy and see who's coming to your house, you know. It's to benefit you and to make you feel more secure and to, you know, make your life a little easier. Same with Alexa, you know. Hey, Alexa, what's the weather like today? I mean, you know, it's not... It may be, and it is listening all the time, but where that information goes, it's hard to say. I mean, it could be sold, you know? It could be your the sound of your voice could be sold, because, I mean, nowadays, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, but they're doing the thing where they just need the sound of your voice in, excellent, you know, like a certain length of time, and they yeah. can pretty much recreate you saying anything. Yeah. Um, but that's really for high-profile people, you know, celebrities yeah. and anything to create stir up some gossip or whatever um but i do think that the government is weird in the sense that like you look at a budget you know and you got the black budget right which is what exactly you know i don't even know what you're talking about the black budget is things that is un unannounced like it's money that they spent whether it be like recon operations oh, or it's tied in with something else yeah and yeah. it's just money that's allotted yeah. they, they may say this is going to whatever and part of that money actually goes to yeah something it's kind of like when i was in college and we was in my fraternity that we were in we would have uh donation drives to raise money for our philanthropy however you say it and um <laughs> For our charity, you know, right. and and the rule was you only had to give like twenty percent, actually, to the charity of whatever you raised. So you know the yeah. rest of the money went to the fraternity. We gave twenty percent to them. So it's kind of the same thing. Like they're hiding it, 
you know, what right. the money's actually going, what the majority, it's the same thing with the lottery, you know, I mean, like the lottery that's around here, it's the same way, only 11 or 12% of the lottery, the North Carolina Educational Lottery, actually goes to the education, but yeah. they had to give that 11 or 12% or whatever it is, it may even be more than that, I don't know, but they had to give that percentage in order for it to be called an educational lottery. Right. You know, the rest of it goes to pay their CEO millions of dollars and yeah. and stuff and like that. And, and marketing stuff like that. and stuff like that. Yeah. And and so yes, I'm glad that they have that extra money coming in, but in reality it's not that in the scheme of things, it's not that much, you know, and it's kind of the same principle there. And and that's kind of I know we've got off topic from the voting side of things, right. but you know, and that's just kind of the way it's gonna work with us. We're just gonna kinda of roll with it, you know, and sometimes yeah. One thing will lead to another and another, but um, my mouth's getting kind of kind of dry. We're gonna have to take a break so I can I can get me a little drink. So hold on for us for a minute, and we'll be back shortly. All right, and we're back. I got me a little drink. Wet the old whistle, you know. Feeling good. We had to rearrange a few things too. We heard some background noise going on in this thing. <laughs> yeah, there's still. I think there's still some, but uh, I think we're getting somewhere. You yeah, know? Uh, it's pretty good for the this first is, one. I mean, and this is also a low budget uh, a <laughs> podcast here starting out. We're hoping, you know, that uh, as we both get paid and uh, maybe our STEMI comes in, we might be able to, you know, get get a little uh, little upgraded equipment if this thing takes off. But for now, we're gonna make do with what we got, which is. Um, sitting in my car outside of where we both work uh with uh with uh interview mics interview uh, mics yep recording um, on a phone so well, but hey i i'm having fun i don't know about you yeah and um, and and me and jared have these conversations all the time and uh this is kind of going to be our ending segment here but um you know we we that's how the podcast came about was we sit around all the time and and not saying we're set around at work, but you know we, we sit around like and talking and stuff and generally and and we there's a lot of things we agree on there's a lot of things we disagree on and um, yes we are brothers you know we are uh, half brothers we have the same mother but at the same time we grew up in different households and um, in different ways and and it, and we have different views about things and and. Yes, we're brothers, but at the end of the day, we still love each other. And, you know, I respect his views and he respects mine, I feel like. I do. I and, do. you know, we understand that we're not going to meet eye to eye on everything. And and uh, we just kind of feel like that's the way the world should be, you know. Exactly. And, and I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this country, you know, as a, is the, the freedom to to live your life how you choose. Yeah, I mean, you have... You have three things when you're born here, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And however you go about ob obtaining that happiness, you know, should be your own exactly own choice, you know. I don't agree more. Couldn't agree more. But but uh, it's about accepting other people's exactly. opinions is the hard part for a lot of exactly. people, I think. Um, it's, it's like, you know, my favorite artist says... Uh, I'm not going to main drop right now, but, you know... Um, yeah, we're trying to get a record deal with him yeah, right yeah, now that's so right. we can have his music on our <laughs> podcast. So. But, uh... <laughs> Um, you know, facts don't care about your feelings, you know, and that's one. And also the other one is that, um, there's a difference between speech that you hate and hate speech, Yeah, you know, yep. and, and that's big for me, you know, because there's a lot of times that I don't voice my opinion about stuff because I'm like, they might see that as 
offensive. Offensive. Yeah. You know, and I'm just I'd rather just not speak my opinion, and you know, have them not like me because of whatever reason, you know, but mm-hmm. at least they're not going to think that my opinion is wrong, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, so I mean, and, and it shouldn't be that way. You know, I should be able to voice my opinion, but the thing that gets me, it's just like going back to that post that we were talking about is that both sides of the argument started into the name calling and, and, you know, oh, you're just a libtard or, you know, you're just cry me a snowflake river and, uh, oh, you, well, y'all are just racist and that's the reason why you don't want, you know, you want the ID. And, and, and it's the name calling, you know? Well, but, I feel like a violence is a quick way to gain support. You know, you think about like, right, like I think I instantly thought of like a riot, like back in the early 1800s, you know, like you find out someone like in your in your township or whatever they were called uh like killed someone down the street so you grab your uh your pitchfork and your torch and you start walking down the street getting everybody you know and you and they're like the riled wit- up now yeah you know? like the uh salem witch trials yeah know? yeah you know oh he's a witch and she's a witch they, they burned them at the yeah. stake you, you know? know everybody else is fucking ready for action yeah. you know let's burn a witch i mean yeah. and i feel like that's how it is you know you start pointing fingers and and there's gonna be somebody that's like, hell yeah, I'm mad too. You know, yeah, like who knows exactly. what they're mad about, but shit, you know, <laughs> something's gonna get done, yeah. I guess. Uh, Excuse the language. We're trying to keep it clean, but uh, sorry, yeah, I get ahead of myself. Sometimes, sometimes. we uh, sometimes we drop a few words here and there, but um, we're we're human, so you know, we we that's just as the way far it as is. we know, you know. <laughs> different different <laughs> different podcasts there. Jared. I did want to touch on the fact that like you were talking about um. Like common sense, and I, and and I want to touch on truth because I feel like there's there are a couple different types of truth. You know, there's like the truth to you, which would be like an objective truth, and then there's like a scientific truth which can be proven. It's you know? all about data, you know. With data and also is a, a scientific truth, you know. That's... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But an objective truth is something that's true to you. Yeah, and you that know? can also be skewed by the data that you read. That's true. Yeah, and, and, I mean, because it it's could be anything. false data. It could yeah. be incorrect. It could, I mean, or they could like surveys. That's why I never like take surveys seriously. Yeah, because they, they only say, survey two hundred people. What kind of well that and who who did they talk you? to? Yeah. You know, because um, you know they could say we did a bipartisan talking about politics again, but you know if they say we did a survey and you know Joe Biden's in the lead by twenty points, you know or whatever, but who did they survey? You know, who, how did they pick their people that they were surveying? Probably with bias. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you, you never know that. That's why I don't never take those into consideration. It's just like any other survey, like whether we're talking about um, the coronavirus, which is huge right now, when they say, you know, oh, this thing's got a 95% effective rate, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, it may have 95% of the people they tested, you know, but they only did a small population of the of the world's population, you know, yeah. they only did a small study and half of those people roughly had a placebo, you know, so, well, so one. how are they to even say, you know, that it's 95% effect? And you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know the science behind it, but I mean, to me, there's a lot of numbers being thrown it's around skewed numbers, exactly. I feel like a lot of people are just getting their numbers from someone that's already wrong. So it's like a game of telephone almost. You and, know? and sometimes you hit the nail on the head the other day when you were saying like most people, get their information from places that they agree with. 
Yeah. So like if you're a if you're a liberal, you probably watch CNN, you know, mm-hmm. or if you're or a conservative, liberal accounts, yeah. You know? and, and if you're a conservative, you watch Fox News, you know, and and you follow the conservative, the, the conservative people, yeah, that, you know, you know on I mean, Facebook or whatever. So <laughs> people like what they agree with. Exactly. You know? You know, and I feel and, like it's it's good to bring up things that you don't agree with and and subjects that are you're uncomfortable talking about. Um, just like yesterday, and I hate to like jump around topics like this, but I was talking to a, a coworker of ours who is African American, and I was talking to him, and I was very uncomfortable talking about the subject of like race and and how black people were treated in this country, uh, especially 20 years ago. And it is an uncomfortable subject, but I feel like by the end of the conversation we had, I had a better understanding of of how he felt. You know, and I feel like that's a big thing is understanding how other people feel about situations and having empathy and and being able to sympathize with them in a sense that you don't know how it feels exactly but it needs to be on both sides yeah exactly um, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's all like, sides no i mean yeah yeah, yeah. But, but but what i'm getting at is a lot of times um yes i want to learn that i, I want to be able to empathize with them you mm-hmm. know and and understand different perspectives and, and, you know, and, and that's why we started this is because I want to know more about the way you think about things because it's completely different yeah. from the way I think about things, yeah. you know, because my experience was different than your experience mm-hmm. and that person and that person's experiences are different, yeah. you know, but they also have to understand that when you're learning about them in order for it to be a productive conversation. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, they have to understand, like, I mean, you brought up the race thing, but if, they have to understand what it was like for a white person. You know, it, it might not necessarily be um, all great. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the, your experience. Now, this other person, maybe white, black, green, blue, it don't matter. Their experience was completely different. Yeah. And then this person was completely different. And they were all in the same situation, you know, at the same time, same year, same place. But every person's experience was different. Yeah. And and we have to be able to respect each other's opinions and perspectives on things. And just the way that I see it doesn't mean that my way's right. It just means that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way you see it doesn't mean you're right. But it doesn't mean you're wrong either. It's just the way you see it. No, and the way I see it changes constantly. I'm not yeah. the same person oh, yeah. I was a year ago oh, I'm or the, the year before way. that. And I hope it stays like that. And I hope that I keep changing and keep growing and, and keep expanding my points of view on things so you can help the people that need help in a, in a sense. And that, grow as a person, too. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's the main thing. You know, you know? I mean... Because there's growth is unlimited. And yeah. once you, you, know, you get stuck in your ways and... That's it, you know? I mean, that's how you're going to live the rest of your life, is viewing the world the same way, you yeah. know, which is a lot of people's mindset yeah. today. You know, that I mean, I'm 56 years old. I'm not changing, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's like, well, okay. I mean, that's your right, you know? But you're getting never, left behind, you know? Yeah. I'm 80 years old. I've never ate a taco. Yeah. That's I'm, gonna, I'm never going to eat one, you know? That's crazy to me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know? Um, at the end of my, like, towards the end of my life, like, I want to be able to say that I tried as much as I could, you know, I was comfortable with. And yeah. I guess that's what it is, it's comfort zones. What you want to, what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. Um, and we want to have some of those hard conversations too, you know, yeah. like overall, you know. And 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 I know there's people probably going to bash and stuff because, oh, your brothers, you're able to do that. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're really two separate spectrums. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, yeah. you know. Um, 
because, you know, I'm Christian. You know, I, I grew up Christian. I've been Christian. I believe Jesus is my Savior. You know, and, and not saying you don't believe that. Right. But I'm saying that I know that's the background I had. I know your background wasn't that coming up, bringing right. up. So your perspective on things is completely... Well, coming up was Christian for me, you know? Like, I grew up going to church. Uh, I was there. Like, I went to Hopewell all the time, you know? Um, like, every Sunday I was there. And then we moved and, and things changed. Um, and I do have a different point of view now, which I'm sure I'll share eventually. Yeah. Because uh, it's not... I don't. I feel like it's not your average run-of-the-mill perspective on things um but get, i do want to point out get that off the, religion <laughs> our word of the day i think should be sonder which is the recognition that everyone lives their own lives and have their own experiences i like that word of the day and I, I do like that word a lot which what I, was it again I, sonder s-o-n-d-e-r sonder yeah and it's like the realization that everyone has their own life yeah. you know and i think if you can, it's a very hard concept to grasp because especially if you're in a bad mood, you had a bad day, it's easy to write people off, you know, that, well, they're probably having a good day. They don't know how it feels to have a bad day. You know, I mean, it's very quick to act out of emotion when you're in a bad mood or, or it's something. It's amazing about smiling, though. Yeah. Well, if you ever notice me, because, you know, not only am I your brother, but I'm also your boss here at work. That's true. But very rarely will I ever be in a bad mood. That's rare. I mean, rare. very rare, but it's there's usually plenty. a split second. And that's if something bad like happens, yeah. you know, and you just got to deal with it. But and then that's, that's all it. in my, in my mind. Cause yeah. there's days that I wake up like last night, for example, you know, last night I could not go to sleep for anything. It was like one o'clock in the morning before I went to bed or I went to sleep. I was in the bed, but, and then my youngest child wakes up, you right know, you at no, it's like four o'clock. I think he woke up. And for whatever reason, I'm like the one that's able to get him to go back to sleep. You know, if my wife goes in there, she's going to be in there definitely for a couple of hours or she'll end up having to bring him back to the bed, right. you know, or something like that before he'll finally go back to sleep. But normally I can go in there, say, okay, time to go night, night. He'll lay back down. You know, I'm done. I go back to bed, you right. know, and he's done. He's, he's okay. But last night he wasn't like that, man. And it was like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And so this morning, I, I did not want to get up. And I mean, I was not in a very good mood when I first got up. Yeah. But as I was coming to work, I was like, you know, and, and this is the way I think about it. And, 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 you know, is that my mood affects everybody else's mood. I mean, if you're married and your wife or your husband is out there or, or living with somebody, you know, or whatever the case may be, if they're in a bad mood, you tend to get in a bad mood as well. Because you're feeding off of their mood. So I try to always make sure when I'm at work that I'm I'm giving them positive vibes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and letting them know that this is that I'm in a good mood, everybody else needs to be in a good mood. And if somebody else is in a good mood, I don't let that affect mine. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'll do what I can to try to cheer them up and, and, and that's kind of the way I've always been. Right. You know? Which is a good way is, to be. You is, know? is is it's a new day, carpe diem. Yeah. You know, I'm going to seize the day. I'm going to make it the most that I can possibly make it. And, and you know, it don't matter what I'm talking about. If I'm getting in a conversation with somebody that's deep, uncomfortable, I might not like it, but I'm going to make the most out of it. Yeah. You know, and and go from there. You know? That's what you have to do. Yeah. And if they don't like my opinion on it, I'm sorry. You know, at the end of the day, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I hate that you feel that way, you know, but that's my opinion on it, you know. 
So. And two things I do know is that smiling is the same in all languages. Yeah. You know, it shares the common amongst all languages and all cultures. And that also everyone loves being loved. You know, and I don't mean love like so your significant sexually. other. Yeah, yeah, sexually, anything like that. I mean just being a compassionate person and then showing that person, yeah. you know, the love. Brotherly that, love. Yeah, brotherly love, neighborly love, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, I think that's important because it makes people, gives you a sense of community, you know. Yeah. And that's something I think we as humans have always had is that sense of belonging and that sense of togetherness. You know, yeah. as a country, as a as a human race, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do us for today. Yep. I'm tired. It was a good episode. As you know, I didn't sleep well last night. Nope. And it's Easter weekend, so, it you is. know, we got lots of stuff going on this weekend. But we wanted to try and try to get one of these knocked out. It's our first one. Yep. So, and I feel uh, a lot better because we've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks now and yeah. marinating on it. Trying to think of a name and yeah, and topics. Topics. And I don't think topics were very important because we kind of do just ramble. Start somewhere and then that's it. You know, <laughs> it's kind it's of gonna, like a yeah, ramble. You know, it's gonna go but, somewhere. <laughs> but hopefully, the points that we're throwing out doesn't sound too jaded. It's, I mean, not jaded, but like sporadic, all over the place. Yeah. Um, because I know we've touched on a lot of different things today, but um, but that's kind of the way it's gonna be. And as our views change. The way we feel about it may change, you know. Yeah, as year our, from now, we might listen to this first podcast and, and be like, like "Wow, well, we don't even you know, believe that like, anymore." Yeah. You know, that's, that's that's not even the way we. I remember sitting anymore. in that parking yeah. lot, you know. Yeah, now we're sitting in our house in our right. studio or whatever. But um, but yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you like us, give us a thumbs up, thumbs like, up, like, review, whatever, whatever it, is. it is, wherever you're listening to this. I'm Spotify, not even sure where this thing's going, honestly. Spotify, <laughs> Apple. Is, Apple, yeah, yeah. That, yep. So I know it's going on those two, Spotify and Apple, supposedly. And if you leave a review on Apple, we'll probably read the review yeah, in the start. Yeah, possible, you know. So make it good make if it you good. do leave one. Give us a follow, you know, if you like it, what you hear. Hopefully we're going to try to do one every now and then anyway. We're not going to guarantee one every week, but we're going to try to do for every week and and go from there. So thanks, guys. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Welcome to the Carpe Diem podcast with Matt and Jared. I'm Matt. And I'm Jared. And it's a great day to seize the day.